0: Hello and welcome back to the U Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham, I guess. And
1: I, I <laughs> you sure?
0: Yeah, I was like, You're... should I say the last name? I forgot for a second. I, you know, you do a lot of podcasts too. I'm like, there's some yes. ones where I do the whole name. There's some ones where I do the first name. It's hard
1: to remember. I I know what you mean. I had that. I flubbed it yesterday, exactly the same way where I was like. Who am I talking to? What's going on? Right. here? What's uh, happening? Um, what show good. am I doing today? And they all kind of mix and match. And it's uh, I'm Jared Fried. If anyone's wondering, right. I, I I'm Ron Burgundy. Yes, yeah. like right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we talk about dating. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good to be back. It's good to see you, Jordana. Virtually, we're inching closer and closer to getting to an in studio taping situation, aren't we? I know the Betches podcast room is almost ready. It looks incredible. I'm excited for you to see the office.
0: And and the whole we're situation, have like video,
1: video content. We're gonna look like a uh, a real like thing, right? Is that yeah. the plan? We're
0: getting the hell off Zoom. It's gonna be great. Where are you now? You're in like the. Are you in a room? I'm a, it looks like you're in like. I'm a in basement.
1: Miami. <laughs> I'm in. A, <laughs> I'm in an undisclosed location. I went to Miami in between shows and. I was just in Boston. The Boston shows were fantastic. Thank you to everyone who's been coming. And I'm going to be in Dallas this weekend, but this will have already come out. So thank you, the Dallas people. I'm sure you guys are amazing too. Um, that that sounds like so dishonest. So I'm like, yeah, you guys will be fine too. I'm um, sure you'll no, be but I Yeah, I I mean, the people who have come out have been unbelievable. But I was like, I, I've just been in this mode of like show, 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 podcast, 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 never shutting up. And I was like, why don't I just go to Miami and never shut up while looking at a beach for, like, a few days. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. Yeah. I, I just kind of came right here after Boston weekend. And it's really, like, I mean, it's just I, – I what a different lifestyle here for people. Like, you start to, like, think about, like, how do people, like, live down here? You know what I mean? How
0: do you get anything done, I think?
1: How I, do you yeah. get anything – totally. I like, mean, I'm you know. sitting here itching to be at a beach just drinking. Like, I want to be – totally Zipping marks.
0: Right. I mean, I, I went to Florida with Mike probably like a year ago and he went to university of Miami or mm. Miami university. I don't know what you call the one. It's in Miami,
1: <laughs> the U,
0: the U or whatever they call it, even though I think that's <coughs> yeah. absurd because every college is the U, every university is the U. Um, <laughs> but he took me on a tour of the campus and I was like, Holy shit. Like your parents paid for this. This is like incredible. It looks like a country yeah. club there's like hot girls in bikinis just like walking around like the campus, like by the pool. I'm yeah. like, how did you learn anything here? This is like, absurd. there's
1: a campus pool. Like even the idea that there's that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think about that all the, time. I mean, there's a reason there's no Ivy league schools in, in warmer climates. Like there's, yeah, like there's just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you, um, there's a reason, you know, you, people go to Rollins college and not Harvard, but I, I, <laughs> I will say it is... Um, that's Rollins is my go-to punchline school. Like, they just like... You know, I've gotten a lot the of feedback from like Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> not even. It's just like, that was like the school where like, but you, you pay, you go. You know, like type right. of thing. That's yeah. how I always understood it. I don't know. They'll be angry. They'll be sending me messages that they hate me. Um, yeah, so it is weird. You're like, I, I mean, it, it'll be like Tuesday here and you're like, how am I not at the beach? And it's like, how does anyone... It's like, it's Tuesday. Right. Fucking relax and do your job, you know?
0: Yeah. How does anyone get anything done? I don't get it. I mean, it seems like amazing. Great retirement area. It's like when I've done Total. all of my work for my life, this is where I go.
1: <laughs> where I lay my head when the job is done. Yeah. Exactly. I, um, how are you, Jordana? What's going on in your life? Are, I, are we in wedding?
0: We're in wedding prep mode. I have an exciting update on my braces. Is that? Um, oh, my God. You know, that someone who, do you know what Tend is? So they're all around, Tend is like a dental, like a dentist, like sort of like a millennial dentist.
1: Okay, D- a dentist for the new era.
0: Right, the new era of, like there's Netflix and the TV things, everything's like yeah. digital, it's like a whole. Um, totally. it's They're great, right. And it's just, it's very like much a millennial sensibility. So that's where I went to get my braces done. Um, So someone from there, I guess, heard this podcast, realized, put together that that was where I had my braces and they reached out to me and they're like, we're going to figure out a way to get your braces off by the wedding. We're going to
1: figure it out. (laughs) We're getting you to the wedding.
0: (laughs) Seriously. And they reached out and they came up with this whole plan for me. um, And they sent me like a lovely care package and flowers and um, they've been really amazing. And we have a plan. We're hoping to get them off like the week of my wedding. I'm very, I'm very excited. So I wanted to give them a little bit of a, a nice little shout out because they are doing everything in their possible in their human power, possibly to get my teeth looking straight and braces off before this wedding. So
1: we did kind of trash them and compare them <laughs> to used car salesmen. So this is a nice, nice to <laughs> right. hear that they're having some retribution and doing right by the customer, instead of just getting you in there and getting those braces on you so you have to pay for them and promising you everything you want to hear. You right? Like this is a this is a nice comeback. Exactly.
0: Yeah. No, they've been they've been. um They've been very good since I mean, honestly, like everyone there has always been very friendly. It was just like that initial mm. thing, which like the managing the expectations, which I believe they're working on. And I would I would like to to shout them out as having
1: really uh listen come through for me. This is kind of like a subject like it relates to this podcast, like managing expectations is kind of dating. You know, like if yes. you let someone know where you're going, what you're thinking, how you're feeling before things get put into action, you're usually pretty good in this whole thing. You know? So totally. I mean lesson learned for everybody. You're either gonna get the
0: flowers <laughs> sent to you. Because you're having I mean, to the people, people at home or
1: not. To the people at home the lesson here is always complain. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, here's the thing. We have we have a platform, right? We have a Mm -hmm. good amount of listeners and we have a platform. So it's like I never want to put anyone on blast. That's why, like when I was having when I was discussing the thing, I didn't really say their name, but like now that they're Mm -hmm. killing it, I'm happy to like talk about them,
1: Glow them up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Somehow they found me, but I'm glad. (laughs)
1: Listen, this is, uh, you know, as with people with platforms, some people use their platform for social change and good. We're using ours um, (laughs) to get our dental grievances fixed and our Soho memberships uh, fulfilled.
0: Exactly. We're really helping the world with this platform. They even threw in a free whitening treatment.
1: Oh, good. Well, listen, that should make the audience happy. And to the audience at home, you guys need to know we're doing a live show. The tickets are selling. It's going to sell out. We're almost there. You got to get them now. Get them now. You're, you're going to miss out. Um, I'm, I'm going to get the DM. We have my one friend forgot. No, 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 no. no. There's literally not very many tickets Listen, left. So get that group chat. And people are traveling the border, other places.
0: The borders next month are opening. And do you know what the Canadians, you know what their first trip into the United States is going to be? It's going to be to New York City on December 8th to see Jared and I. That's the, one, that's the first thing they're doing when they touch down on United States soil is going That's to the right. you Up Live show. So you guys can make it.
1: <laughs> the amount of Canadians I have heard from being like, we're coming. We're coming all the way from, you know, Nova Scotia. And you go, wow, this is amazing. It's going to be an event. Everyone just go to your, get your tickets, betches.co slash UUP Live 21. It's December 8th, Wednesday night. Make it a weekend. Get that group chat involved. And again, I, I have to keep saying this because it's an event for everybody. This isn't just... You know, this isn't insider jokes. This isn't, you know, uh, inside baseball. This isn't us doing, you know, fan service. This is an event for the whole group chat. Get them all involved. December 8th. It's a Wednesday night. New York City. Big theater. They're going to sell out. So make sure you get those tickets now. Anything else, Jordan, before we get into the episode?
0: I'm ready to go. Do you have any other shows that are coming up that you want to I mean, talk about? I mean, I
1: got shows. I don't know. Um, they're all already and, sold out. You guys are yeah, too they're, late. They're, <laughs> you guys were good at the, at, the, at the end of the show. New Brunswick, New Jersey, Perrysburg, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, Syracuse, New York, uh, and Town Hall, the, the U-Up Live. That's coming up. So, uh, JaredFree.com for any tickets associated with um, anything. I, yeah, the tickets are on my website, too, for U-Up Live. So, JaredFree.com. Get involved. What are we talking about today, Jordana.
0: Today, we're talking about the age-old issue of how do you get your boyfriend to put in more effort in bed.
1: Mm, The age-old. Have you ever dealt with this, Jordana? Do you deal with this in your relationship? Because the effort in bed thing, it it comes out of effort in bed. Like when it comes to like a one-night stand, you might be able to get over it. You're like, we just kind of romped. Like you don't really expect that. The effort in bed conversation seems to happen in this like six month to a year period of time where it's understandable and we can all like empathize, I guess. Like, right? Don't you, yeah. like, don't you think that's and then, it's, it's, I mean, like a more understandable issue? That's
0: when it starts. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. It's like, there, it, there's it's inevitable, I think, that you lose that initial like, oh my God, like I'm so excited to be, you know what I mean? Like every sexual mm. experience with the person is like, a heightened, exciting thing. Like eventually, six months in, you're, you're in, you move in together. Like it is a, I think it is a challenge to keep things like in that exciting sense when it's like, because anything that you have constant access to it's just a little more exciting. So it requires a little more effort, you know?
1: Listen, I have been there. I've been on both sides of this where you go, you know, and, and it's what you're saying is right because it's like, if you don't consider, the minute sex stops being an event Mm -hmm. is the minute people are like, like if you're not like working up towards it, and I shake my shoulders and burp while saying that to make it even sexier. Um, If you're not like working towards, like if you're not having like a hot date that leads to like going back to bed, leads to like, you know, pants coming off, shirt coming off, heavy breathing. Sometimes it's just like, leaning over and like you want to do this like that's the moment where you go uh like uh, okay we'll go through the motions something
0: up here yeah and I think that that like that's I think that that's very normal it doesn't mean it has to be the norm but I think that's that happens um and it's I you know there's one on the one sense it's I think there's a societal thing of like sex has to be hot all the time with your partner Mm. constantly or else like you're gonna be like in some sexless roommate type marriage thing like and i don't really think that's the case especially from like anecdotally speaking to people and like i think there are ebbs and flows to any like the sexual nature of any relationship Mm -hmm. Where sometimes it's hot sometimes you both like have a lot of shit going on it's not i hear when you have kids it's like a whole other thing that i have no idea about um But I think that it's okay to accept a little bit of sexual staleness at times in a relationship. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong or that your relationship is doomed.
1: And I I totally agree. And I would also say that what needs, like, I know that I'm speaking to an audience that is mostly women. And I'll say from the guy's point of view that, and I'll I'll give an example. When I'm on stage, Mm -hmm. sometimes at the end of the show, I like to ask men their favorite sexual position. I only ask the men and the only the reason I ask the men because I'm kind of like doing like a social experiment. I'm I'm working on a bit where it's like I don't think men are allowed to be like sexual, have any sexual preference. And if they do, it's when men have sexual preferences, it gets taken as why do you who made you like that? What don't you like about me? And and it gets turned on them a lot of times. So like a lot of times I'll go. What's your favorite sexual position? And it's funny, the men in the room, they can't even answer the question. I, a lot of times guys will go, I like them all. Like they I go, right. what's your favorite sexual position? All of them. And then some and then or it's missionary, which that's that's I mean, I'm sure you like missionary. I'm sure many men like missionary sex, but I'm sure they're not watching missionary porn, you know, <laughs> like, right. and then and then a lot of other men they'll say doggy style because that's kind of like the only acceptable quote-unquote, wild position. The wildest it really gets when you ask a guy about sex, he'll be like, reverse cowgirl. And when... It's interesting, when I ask this question, you see, again, my audience, a lot like... You know, that comes to stand-up shows is a lot like the ones listening today. You see people's... The women's face kind of grimace. Whenever an a, whenever a guy gives a specific answer, you see guy, uh, the women in the crowd kind of like, ugh, ugh, like... Like if a guy says doggy that, style, like right. you just see someone like, oh, he can't even look her in the eyes. Like, it's like, it just gets grosser. When I ask women, it's like, woo, doggy style, ah! Like people screaming and like excited and it's just less excited. So I'm saying there is a stigma with the men in your life of like, reveal. It, it doesn't feel like a safe space to reveal what they want and kind of get into these conversations a lot of times.
0: Right. So you're saying like, it's almost like, like there's a fear for men, even in their own bedrooms to yes. say what they actually want for the fear that they'll come off like depraved or like, like gross or, or
1: mean, whatever, or yeah. that they don't like what else is going on. I'm just saying there's right. two sides to this. There's feelings on the other side too. I think a lot of times men are right. in the position to like, lead the sexual journey because i mean the the email that we're going to get into in in a little bit it's someone asking like how do i i mean the title is how can i get my boyfriend to put in some more effort in bed like i i i, I, I don't believe and i'm i'm not blaming the email. i'm just saying i don't believe that like this person's doing somersaults and their boyfriend's just like ugh doing nothing you, right. know, you know like
0: i mean here's my question to you is like sure. is sex as like much about is it as much of a mind thing for men as it is for women because like for me like it's not just about access really it's Mm. more about like am i in that mental state of like am i feeling like hot am i feeling like there's like a a mood it's much more like getting to that place is much more about that i think than you know the the access i I think
1: I I think it, I've realized later in life at this age, I think it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, like, getting off is mechanical for men, but getting excited is a mental thing. Like, I do want to feel good about my body when I'm having sex. Right. I don't want to have a full dinner and then just jump into bed with a full stomach full of fried rice being like, let's fuck. You know what right. I mean? Like, that isn't hot for me. Like if I went out to dinner with someone and you're full from dinner, it would be hotter to like have morning sex than it would be to like sit there and you know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm talking about food in this case, but I'm saying, yes, I, I do have to be in the mindset of like, I am ready for a sexual time. Um, The difference becomes getting off. Like I think a lot of guys, you know, it's an automatic transition as opposed to like a manual transition to a car. Like, you know, it's just like, we're, we're a push button away from, getting off a lot of times or being you know but i'm saying it has it is way more mental now like here's the thing that i think women under eight like i have been talking a lot about hand jobs like i I think like hand jobs are a good answer to a lot of people's problems that's very i
0: I think of hand jobs as the most mechanical sex move there is totally
1: but if a woman said to me i i just love giving hand jobs i'm more into it because she said that
0: okay it's and about, I think that's right. that's that's, well, that's exactly the mental what you're part. saying. Yeah.
1: That's the mental part. Like, you know, I think a lot of people take for granted saying how much you like something will right. motivate the person you're with or get them excited or Totally, I think, totally. I, I and, and I think that's like we, we, we think of communication as this like I think communication, obviously it's hard, but I think we think of it as like as like us asking questions. Communication I think is really a revealing. Mm-hmm. what your thoughts and feelings are, because that will bring someone to the table with you. Vulnerability produces vulnerability. So I think in a lot of these sex conversations, it's like, we don't even say to the person what we want. And we're just like, "Ugh, they're so lazy. They don't do what I want. What are they right. supposed to do? Read your mind.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? The conversation isn't one where like everyone feels like free to say like what would actually kind of get them more into it or there's not the effort on both sides, I think, to make it, like, into a more romantic or sexy kind of vibe. I think, like, Logan yuri who was just on your podcast, too, talks about, like, how, like, the setting for a date makes so much, like, well, can often, like, make or break your mindset towards. I think the same is true of, like, sex. Like, it's <clears throat> like we're I rolling totally over and I'm kind of like, if there's a sense of. And I think this happens sometimes, too, where it's like, are we having sex? Because, like, we should have sex because we are you know, in a relationship and like people, those people have sex or is it like a, -hmm. is there a, or is there a vibe of like, we really want this?
1: You know what I mean? What got us here? Are we, we, yeah. Are we getting it in? Right. Or are we, you know, and listen, I think also it's okay to admit that like, there's different purposes for different sexual acts. Sometimes it is getting it in. Sometimes it's two people that are like, I need this. We need this. Let's get it going. And then other times it's like, we're having a date, we're getting dressed up, we're having an event. Like, I had friends, I remember they told me they had. They used to plan this thing called adult night. I might have mentioned it here before. Yeah, they go do drugs, right? They go go do drugs and get a hotel room, and they, you know, I'm not promoting people to do drugs, but I am saying the plan of it is hot. Like, even mentioning adult night, I'm like, ooh. You know, like, you get like, I'm a little hot now.
0: And on this topic, Esther Perel has a great, book it's called baiting in captivity which is like all about sort of like maintaining sexual desire in like a long-term relationship or in just like in just really interesting book just goes into just the whole the whole premise of like monogamy as it pertains to like sexual desire and how how and even if you could really keep that alive like that sexual
1: spark Have you ever seen the Marvel movie with Ryan Reynolds?
0: I'm not a big Marvel person.
1: Deadpool. You ever see, so you've never seen Deadpool? No. Deadpool's like the first rated R superhero movie, Ryan Reynolds. The opening scene of Deadpool is him meeting this woman who's like the love of his life. And and part of it is like their sexual thing, you know, and they, they go through like all the months of the year and the sex that they're having. And you look at them, and they're like, and they're doing like everything, like you know, like you know, like and they're dressed up, and she's dressed up, and they got whips and chain, and, and the joke is how much sex they're having.
0: Okay. But it is
1: like interesting. You watch them in the scene, and it's like the the array of sex that they're having. You're like, wow, this must be a good relationship. You know what I right. mean? Like they must be talking. It is and. It, the whole scene is to let you know that this couple is they're they're mad for each other and they they've found their puzzle piece in life and you and it is interesting the way you watch the scene you go you do believe like you're like they are in love they're talking they they're doing everything on the table but <laughs> that, that but that has to do more with how much they trust each other than than them just being two sexual fiends you know what I mean
0: right. And I think people express their intimacy different ways. Like some couples totally. express it more through, through like sex and sexual things. Some couples are more about like communicative. And I think they're like, you know, there's all that other stuff. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. But I can also, under, I mean, we should read the listener email because I think this is an issue that a lot of people
1: have at yeah, some the, point. I mean, the only wrong way is when you just feel left let down. That's the, when it's right. wrong. And it, that, that could mean the relationship isn't right. Might not be the match. It also could mean that, like, things haven't been said that need to be said.
0: If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence Multi Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence Multi Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarence has a long legacy of creating industry-first, UUP with promo code UUP, clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP.
1: Let's read the email. Let's get into it.
0: Okay. Hey, j and J, I I actually had submitted this to one of Jared's Q&As and decided to send it in an email as well. While we're still in the intro, I just wanted to emphasize all the praise you both received. I send this podcast to literally all of my friends. Let's get into it. I've been dating my current boyfriend, both of us are 24, for just under a year, and I have found myself in a predicament. I feel as though he doesn't put much effort at all into, into trying to seduce me or get me in the mood, if you will. For some background as to how we've made it this far as a couple, and I'm just being bothered by this, I had some struggles with my mental health for a while last year when we first started dating, and I assume that me not really being in the mood for sex very often was solely a reflection of that. I realize that this definitely contributed to where we are now, but I would like to make some changes as I am a decently sexual person. Some specific examples of things that will happen... Very little foreplay and touching before taking our clothes off. Very short-lived oral sex, and after he goes down on me, he usually goes completely soft and says something like, "Uh, can you like blow me a little?" <laughs> <laughs> it's sex.
1: Uh, um, uh... <laughs> hey, you wanna wanna blow me just a t- tiny bit? Get me going.
0: <laughs> if he is on top and gets and gets tired, his transition is, "Uh, can you count? Can you get on top of me? I'm exhausted." And then collapses on the bed.
1: <laughs> uh, can you imagine if this was a porn, just like tired porn? Uh, is, uh, uh, flops down. Uh, <laughs> uh, As you can
0: imagine, those things. Too much kill-
1: tacos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those kinds of things kill the mood for me or lessen any turn on that I had going. How do I try to talk to him about this without seeming like I'm insulting him? I'm obviously attracted to him, and the sex is good. Otherwise, but this, but it's the lack of effort into ex- exciting chemistry and actively turning me on that I'm missing. Like I said, I'm sure that I also play a role in this. But even at times where I've tried to be seductive, he hasn't reciprocated. Sex has sometimes just felt kind of procedural, if that makes sense. And I want it to become more exciting. Any help is appreciated. Thanks in advance. A bitch in need of sexual healing.
1: Um, love this email. I think. They should start by understanding they're not alone. Sex has just be, sometimes felt kind of procedural is a line that I think like s- many of our listeners could write in with. Totally. I can
0: relate to that. I'm sure you've had experiences with that. I can totally, that,
1: yeah. oh my God, totally relate to it. And I think what you said in the beginning, hopefully it helped her as far as like, this is something that is a part of a relationship you know right. like a, you know you go through your procedural sex times um it is interesting uh, the the people that write these emails they write the same thing all the time and and I want to point it out okay let's which hear is it. i think is so interesting i'm obviously attracted to him and the sex is good otherwise everyone says that everyone's always like i have this one huge issue with our sex life otherwise it's great
0: well i you, think do you notice
1: that i think there's like this this
0: shame of like, or if I, you know, if I admit like the sex isn't to ama- me, like, like what does that Or how mean? about the sex
1: is fine? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I have trouble believing that everyone writes the same thing. And otherwise it's this great sexual thing. Like, I, I think like sometimes admit, and I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. that there is a, the, the feed, it is embarrassing or uh, like no one wants to believe they're like the sexual square right yeah i i I just think it's what we want to believe about ourselves versus what the reality is like i think the reality is like you know when you say it's it's good otherwise you you're not you're doing yourself a disservice like why not maybe it it, we need a whole revamp of this whole thing
0: well it's all like relative so i don't think it's like a binary thing of like okay like sex is amazing or sex is terrible Mm -hmm. like sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like like you said like It's fine. Or, like, I've had worse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's exactly how someone wants to describe it.
1: Can't wait. Yeah, I've had worse. is like, oh, like, I, (laughs) but I, I think, like, I hopefully us having this conversation can, like, help other people. Like, because I, I would have the same, I would say the same thing, I guess, if I was, like, you know, in a long term relationship, I'd be like, yeah, I just have this one huge issue, but the rest is fine. Uh, Amazing. It's like, no, the rest is. Getting me through, you know, like I love this person and the rest is okay or like whatever like
0: Yeah, and you know sometimes depending on who you are and what your needs are like that's enough Not every sometimes like there's an aspect of your relationship that is fine Yeah, could be better other areas are great And like it's up to you to decide like is fine. Okay for me in this arena
1: Well, and here's the thing It's like meals you know, right. I'm not having bacon and eggs every morning. I'll have an egg white as my standard meal. Like, there's standard sex with your partner.
0: Right. And
1: then there's mornings you want to have the bacon, egg, and cheese. Exactly. You know, I and, think that's perfect analogy. Ex- right? And you want to be excited for the bacon, egg, and cheese. So, like, I think getting out of this zone of being like, the sex is good otherwise. No, no, no. Are you excited for sex with your partner every now and again? Are you excited right. to have the bacon, egg, and cheese of sex? And if, and if it's all just fine and no bacon, egg, and cheese, maybe there's a conversation that has to be had. What do you, and I, I think for this person, um, you know, they say they did admit like maybe I'm part of the problem too. I think we have to like, I I think like, I think that's where she should start. You got to start with me. Yeah. 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 I'm with you because like the minute you don't reveal anything is the you know I don't know how comfortable he's going to be to reveal anything to you cuz he's going to say the sex is good otherwise he'll say the same thing as you we you know what right. do we do what do you when when you get in, into bed with someone what do you want to do what do you want to do what do you want to do, do missionary it, it's always the same
0: right and i mean that's also just due to like not
1: having the novelty of being
0: with someone new like you know what they like you know like mm-hmm. and it becomes like you know what i mean like easier to just do what's comfortable I know what this move gets you off or I know that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like we're just gonna do that um but I think with her like she said like you said she should start with her she should start with hey like I know like in the beginning of our relationship like I you know I it was like I was not necessarily she said she had some mental health issues that sort of probably Mm -hmm. affected her sex drive in the middle I would start by like addressing that how you felt back then and how you feel like a little bit differently now you're mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. now that I'm in a different place, I'm actually like really excited to be feeling really sexual again. And mm-hmm. like, I'm excited to be with you. And like, I want you so badly. And like, um, it's exciting for me. But I also like, I kind of feel sometimes I feel <clears> like there's not like I don't feel the same feeling from you occasionally.
1: Well, I see my feedback to that. Like, if I was in that position, I could understand how you get defensive. And, like, right. that's not what she wants to do. I'd also understand, first of all, they're both 24. 24 is very young in the sexual world. I would say 24 is like, she thinks she's an adult. They think that, you know, right. they go to work every day. You're not the same. You, 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 I, I was not properly equipped to talk about what I wanted in the bedroom at 24. I'll say that for myself. So I can't imagine that you guys wouldn't be either. I would say. I, I do think it's great to be like, hey, I was in a different place then than I am now. I find myself wanting more. I think, you know, whenever someone, she references the Q&As that I do, whenever someone sends a sex question, I always, like, put the most ridiculous solution because okay. I think ridiculous solutions, like, allow you to be vulnerable and, like, create a pathway towards two people being in a vulnerable space, you know? Okay. Um, and so I Let's actually thought of an idea for her. Okay. I would, um, I would tell her she needs to, first of all, she has to admit procedural sex is going to happen in a relationship. That's just kind of part of the relationship in my view. And I think you would agree, right?
0: Yeah. And right. So, just like occasionally there's a healthy breakfast, like you said.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now we need our bacon, egg and cheese night. What I would say to her is I want to have, a. I would tell her. Tell your boyfriend I want to have a bacon, egg, and cheese night. What does that mean? Okay, both of us we're gonna go out to dinner. I want you to plan the dinner. I want you to plan. I, I'm gonna make the bed. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like make my room a fun, sexy palace. You plan the dinner, and and we're gonna go out to dinner and have like something nice and eat light, of course. And then at the dinner, we should exchange notes of what we want that night sexually. No judgments. No judgments. And you, and you have, each of you have like a red envelope with that little, like that stamp. That's like the rubber stamp that like old English Queens would, you know, put on their, you know, their invitations to the gala. Okay. You pass it across the table and you read off what you want from that person that night. And now you're in a sexy planned sexual night together with your boyfriend. Like it is, two people that like each other, that that are into each other. And the note kind of helps you write down, like, what are the things like I, and be specific. I want you to go down on me for like 30 minutes. Like even saying something like that, like, and I want you to lick the, you know, this side of me and that side of me. I want you to treat me. I want you to eat me like a bacon, egg and cheese, something like that. I'm like, But you got to plan it. It's going to take work. And I think if you did that, like at least when she says what she wants, if he's like, well, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Like if he, if he gets, gets to that night and disappoints you. And like, because you've you've written the the map. Now it's a conversation of like, are you not, where are we going? Are we not on the same page? Right. Are we not on yeah. the same page? Cause I'm trying to have a fun night and I understand every sex isn't the best sex of your life, but this was going to be like our fun, sexy, right? Night. How did this not work out?
0: I think that's a good, great idea. And I think doing that kind of thing, like not like obviously not every night, but maybe it's like a weekly or monthly or twice a month kind of occurrence to like, and that's what, I mean, people say when they're like, you should do a date night, like, They're not like, that's not like, oh, we need to go out to dinner. It's more like, oh, we're keeping something like new and different and exciting Mm -hmm. going on in our, in our relationship. Like that's what it's for because if you, and it's funny because it's like, people are like relationships are work and they are work in the sense that like you have to try. Mm -hmm. And if someone is unwilling to try, if one person is unwilling to try, that's really like, I think the kiss of death for a relationship. But if both people are trying they're putting effort into making it, you know, into keeping the other person excited and happy. That's, I think, like the very basic level of what sustains
1: something going forward. And here's what happens when someone tries. Someone goes, someone's put to, there's a point. If someone's surprised by the effort, they go, why are you trying? Now that's mm-hmm. your opportunity to go, well, I just feel like, you, you know, every time we have sex, you flop on the bed. You say you're tired. It, I, I haven't been having fun.
0: And I think you can and make it about how it makes you that. feel. I think you can yeah. say like,
1: and you know, and when you
0: do that, it makes me feel like you don't really want to be there that badly. Or it makes me feel like I'm not attractive to you. And yeah. like, then just, then no one can argue that because that's the way you feel. And then they would, say, I mean, I would imagine they would say like, of course I'm attracted to you. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and then you could say, well, I would love like for you to, to show me that. So I could really like
1: feel I mean- a sense of that in bed. Totally. I I mean, it's, it's funny because like, this is a weird segue, but we were talking before we started, like my parents are here in Miami. And (laughs) as I walked up to my parents, I just saw them like whisper to each other, but they whisper to each other in the way that like, they have something to say to me. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm like, I don't even want to hear what they have to say. Like anytime my mom like whispers to my dad as I'm walking up, it's like about my weight. It's about my drinking. It's about how I need to see a doctor. Like, to me, that's the version of like we have to talk about this sexual experience. You know what I mean? Like that, you end up dreading that conversation because I'm, now I'm dreading. I got to see them after this, and she's gonna be like, "We were talking." It's like that's not how you get somebody to play ball. That's how you get someone to put their fists up. In the same way, with you're talking to your boyfriend, if you're like, "Well, I've been thinking a lot," and it's like, let's start with fun. Let's start with okay, right? An event, you know that that creates it, and then. the why's come
0: right if that that doesn't doesn't work or there's no why that come then i think you can actually have that conversation
1: and And again
0: i think if you make it about you and how you feel and you're vulnerable with it instead of being like you don't try in bed you stuck in bed Mm. this is not great instead of being (laughs) like when you don't do when you do do this or when you don't do this it makes me feel like and you say some things that, that shows that you're a little bit of your insecurity that makes the person feel disarmed. If you're saying like, this makes me feel like you're not attracted to me. Like, that's a vulnerable thing to say.
1: Totally. And it gets them talking or they don't. And, right. and then you, you, know, you know, you're 24 and you move on. Time to find someone new. <laughs>
0: European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, I n C E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash U up
1: on the subject of sex, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. UUP at betches.com, UUP at com. Hello. I love everything you guys do. I'm hoping you do a live show in my city soon. Well if it's in New if your city's New York, we're doing it. Okay. December. We'll be there. So we'll be there. Will you? Um I have I've been debating <laughs> writing this awkward sex in for a while because I know you have done a similar story before, but this one is a little more awkward. I was hooking with this guy I worked with, and this was probably the third or fourth time we'd hooked up. We were in his room and made out for a while, and then he turned the lights off and started to go down on me, and about three minutes in, something didn't feel right. It was just way too wet down there, and right as I realized this, he popped his head up and asked if I was on my period. I said that I wasn't, and he said that he tasted blood. <laughs> 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 okay. I taste blood. <laughs> he turned on the lights, and I looked at uh, up at him, and his face and hands were covered in blood. I look down and there's blood all over me, my thighs, stomach, etc. He quickly realizes that he had a really bad nosebleed and that it was still profusely dripping. Seeing how much his nose was bleeding, I hopped out of bed and wrapped a towel around me and walked across the hall to the bathroom to get a to- get toilet paper. I, I opened the unlocked door to find his roommate masturbating over the sink with his headphones on and his laptop open perched on top of the toilet next to the sink. Understandably, he and I both freaked out and I slammed the door shut. I, re- th- I then ran downstairs to find some paper towels, mortified that I had just walked in on that. When I returned, the guy I was hooking up with was still sitting over the trash can with the, the nosebleed and I handed him the paper towels. He and I had a good laugh about the whole thing after he, he'd he cleaned up and, and we would both had a chance to shower and kept apologizing profusely. I had a very awkward conversation with his roommate the next day and apologized, but he but said he should probably lock the fucking door. Anyways, the nosebleed guy and I are still together and have been dating for two years. We were planning on moving in together because of some of the advice you gave me on the pod. Wow, that's so so nice. Hope you guys got a good laugh. Sincerely, could have been a crime scene. Oh, wow. That's a double, mean,
0: double whammy. Yeah.
1: Right? That is like, uh, I mean, it's legit like she was walking through a haunted house.
0: Right. That's why I love Matt. Maddie. Maddie wrote down for uh, her name idea. I love House of Horrors, which I loved because yeah. it was like a sexual House of Horrors. Like, oh, like there's blood everywhere. Oh, let me open the door. Oh, no, there's a masturbating yeah. man. <laughs> this
1: guy's gargoyling in the bathroom.
0: It's like <laughs> I feel like there's no more awkward occurrence than like than that.
1: Walking in like, on a guy masturbating.
0: Yeah. Just like the act. It's just like. In in someone's most vulnerable, like, un, unattractive... Headphones
1: yeah. on is such a very big decision. Like, he really <laughs> was, like, getting... He was... Like, that's the version of a man having, like, the candles lit. Like, I'm putting that's headphones funny. on. I got the, the, got the, the, phone the, the computer the... perched. <laughs> yeah, and the perfect right. perch. He's got a leg up on the counter. Like, yeah. And there, men masturbate. It's just not a good look. It's very it's not a good functional. Logic. It is hunched over. It's mechanical. animalistic. That's mechanical. Just... Yeah. Just like you look like a capital C just like,
0: yeah, there's nothing. Lurching I think i your... like to see less.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're covered in blood. Like you walk in covered in blood. He's like sitting there cranking one out and you're like, ah, ah, ah! like, like he's as shocked by you as you are him.
0: Totally. It's a sexual house of horrors. And then the other room <laughs> you walk into and the guy's like, I don't have a condom. Like, what's what's the, what are all the different rooms in the sexual house of horrors?
1: She goes to the kitchen, guy making a sandwich naked. He's whacking right. off into the sandwich. Like, oh, what's going on in here? You know, like...
0: <laughs> Loved it.
1: Yeah, I like Maddie's other names. The Nosedive, Three's a Crowd. Did you have any names for this one?
0: I liked House of Horrors. I didn't think it needed any. House of Sexual Horrors. Yeah, House of Horrors. Of
1: horrors. <laughs> House of Sexual Horrors. That's really good. Um, I, I just imagine. I love the the word perched. Like I just imagine like this guy just like on top of the counter <laughs> like, right. for some reason. <laughs> uh, do women do that? Is there is there a version of like putting the computer in the bathroom type of thing? Have I don't you ever done think that? So to, I feel like, like you'd be.
0: Mask? I feel like you'd be more lying in like a bed, personally. But like yeah, I, I've never heard of anyone going to the bathroom. But like. Maybe. well, there's also not like semen that comes out, so you don't really need like,
1: sure, a bathroom need- really. Yeah, the shower whack is really, um, it's really nice, but it is like <laughs> <laughs> it's just all fuss. It's no, none of the yeah. yeah, none of the you know the, the it's just. None of the uh, accoutrements are needed. None of the toilet paper or the right. towel or the sock or whatever a guy would use. Like, it's just like all down in the sink and you're good to go. But I, I do know people that like, I mean, I do know men are, are like putting their phones in like plastic baggies to like whack off in the shower. Like that's happening.
0: Why not just let it go down the drain? Oh, No, so they're, they're
1: bringing porn into the shower.
0: Oh, the phone. Okay, got mm-hmm. it.
1: Like if there was an invention, it, it would be interesting to see what people would respond to like an invention. You know how you can like have like a, like I have like in my shower, I have a, um, a speaker, like a waterproof speaker.
0: Okay. You want like a
1: TV in there? (laughs) What a, well, waterproof speaker. I'm like, I can kind of say, yeah, it's for music. I, you know, I like to listen to radio so I can take a shower and have the radio on.
0: Is it not for music?
1: It is, but that's what it's for, I'm saying. But if there was the the next invention, which I'm surprised, it's got to be out there, but I'm surprised. I guess I'm not surprised because you would just assume it's for porn is like a place to put your phone into while you shower. Like we are that addicted to our phones that it could exist, but the only assumption would be you're doing this for masturbation purposes. So it couldn't be invented.
0: Right. If it were like a TV, I could imagine like a scenario where I'd be like taking a bath and watching a TV show.
1: I mean, my parents' house—they had TVs in the bathrooms, and that was like kind of the. Your thought. parents'
0: bathroom sounds great. A few weeks ago, you talked about the shower head. They have the most, the I best mean, showerhead. This, TVs yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> got the They're lights. Ba-
1: I mean, we're we're big bathroom people. You know?
0: <laughs> we live in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> uh, red flag or deal breaker? I mean, these two are moving in.
0: Um. I mean, it's the ro- it was the roommate, not him. So I think yeah. like, I I think it's fine. It's no, nose- you can't really help a nosebleed. I assume, unless he's doing a ton of drugs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's a bad reason. Um, How would it be with the roommate? I guess I'd be okay with them. I mean, it'd be weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be like, I think they did the right thing, just addressed it right away. Mm -hmm. It was a little awkward for a minute. And then you kind of move on. It's a little weird to like see someone's roommate's penis. But, um, you know, once you can get over that fact,
1: I assume it wasn't like
0: staring at it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, would you rather see your. Your boyfriend's roommate's penis or brother's penis? Roommate's penis,
0: brother's right? penis is like a whole new level.
1: Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough way to come back from.
0: Yeah, I mean, would you rather see a girl's roommate's boobs or her sister's boobs?
1: Um, I'd like to see all boobs, but <laughs> I uh, <laughs> which one would make make you less more uncomfortable? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the roommate's boobs is definitely less uncomfortable because like you're assuming the roommate's like. I mean, that's just not family like that. You don't want right. to, have to deal with that. That's what
0: I'm saying. And it yeah. adds a whole new layer of complexity.
1: Totally. Well, that was a fun one. Let's. Uh, and you guys send in your awkward sex, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. Want to do another email?
0: Let's do it. All right. Should I get back together with my non-toxic ex? Hey, Jane and I'm a new listener to the podcast. And I've been loving every minute. Thank you guys for all the awesome and hilarious advice. For context, the relationship I am describing is a heterosexual one. I am female. The person I am describing is a male. The reason I started listening to you guys is because I've been going through a breakup that occurred New Year's 2021. We were together for a year and a half, and both was, <clears throat> were certain we were each other's life partners. Okay, let's relax. Um <laughs> how- <laughs> Chill. Right. A little overly romantic. Right. However, there was a bit of an age gap between us. We started dating when I was 20 and he was 25. Now I'm 22 and he is 27. When I uh, was finishing undergrad, I was finishing undergrad when we started dating and I plans to attend medical school and he has a bachelor's degree and a stable job. We were also long distance as I was away at college and he lived near my hometown approximately an hour and 15 minutes away. As my senior year came around, we were seeing each other less and less, and it was becoming increasingly more difficult to align our schedules to see each other more than once a month. I started having feelings of wanting to end things with him as I felt he was not putting in as much effort as I was into our relationship, especially with the difficult circumstances. Fast forward, everything came to a head on New Year's Eve while we were drinking, where I told him I wanted to break up. The next morning, we had a civil conversation and agreed that it was probably best for us to break up. Now, fast forward over over the next nine months, we have talked intermittently, drunkenly, and soberly. He dated a new girl for approximately two to three months, but then called me to let me know he broke up with her because he was not over us. The last we talked about a month ago, he stated he still wants to do what it takes to make it work. I have been hesitant as my future residence. It's quite up in the air with wherever I go to medical school. But after all this time with having a couple of casual hookups and one casual dating relationship in between as well, I'm still missing my ex very much. My question for you guys is, do you think I should reach out to him and try to take things, talk things through all of my friends and family keep telling me that I should wait and see if I meet someone in medical school or residency. And that I would be settling if I went back with my ex I'm torn between my head and my heart as my heart knows, that I would love being back together with him, but my head is caught up in logistics of and what ifs. I really hope you guys see this and would love for, to hear any advice you have. Sincerely, want to be hopeless romantic.
1: What do okay, you think? Okay, well, I, I appreciate the email. Um, I think it's a very thoughtful email. I think like the parts that I'm hung up on are the, the places in life. I was thinking
0: that
1: as well yeah yeah and it's like here's what i i mean it's hard to like like i don't know the whole situation it's hard and it's hard because like he's kind of saying that he's not over you but like i i think you're 22 and you're going to medical school like go to medical school like concentrate on that like Mm -hmm. let go of this guy like the idea like to me, a 25-year-old dating a 20-year-old, like, that's even a little bit weird. Like, I... I, And I don't mean to be, like, dating dating. Like, I think... Listen, consensual, it all makes sense, and it's... The ages are okay. But the idea that, like, this guy was dating... Like, was a... F- like, I, I just think you're, like... You're in different places in life. Right. And that matters. I mean... And, and what people say is, well, it worked for them, or my parents were high school sweethearts, or, like, look at this couple it worked for. But it's, like... If it doesn't go all the way through, if it if if there were problems, the minute you graduated or in your senior year, then sometimes people are dating a situation more than they're dating a person. When a twenty-seven year old is dating a twenty-two year old or twenty-one year old in their last year of college, to me, that person's dating a situation and not really trying themselves. So it's like it's normal for someone to say they're still hung up on an ex because that's comfortable and whatever. It's also normal for you to go what what could be and he makes me feel comfortable because he's in a stable job and your life is not stable because it's school and you don't know what's next. And But I, I kind of always am in the camp of encouraging the instability of what could happen through life. Like enjoy being 22 and in medical school and and going out with friends and learning about yourself and meeting people your age and around your place of life. That would be my thought. What do you right.
0: think? I definitely agree that it seems like, especially for him, like dating dating someone, having dated someone at 20, at 25 to me means like sort of a, a, a fear of like, of like living in the adult world or like, Mm -hmm. or like being where you're at or meeting someone where you're at in life for, in, in exchange for comfort. And I get the appeal, I get the draw, but I agree with you. I do think that like, those are very, they don't, it's five years. Doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but The older you get, the less of a deal it becomes. And the younger you Mm. are, the the bigger deal it is, the bigger difference of a life stage it is. And to me, my hardened, my like general rule for getting back to an ex is that the circumstances for what you broke up have to be totally different. And to me, this Mm. seems like the she's walking into the exact same circumstances. Yeah. So like she's saying before, like he wasn't making effort or they weren't, you know, their schedules weren't aligning. Like I pretty sure like when you go to medical school, that's gonna be probably the exact same issue. It doesn't, I don't really see what would change there. And like you said, like you're kind of like wasting this like critical youthful period of your life when you can like meet all sorts of different people and kind of like see where life takes you in exchange for this general comfort of being with someone who you know loves and cares about you, or you know who like you have generally good times with. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a sense, there is a part of me that's like, okay, if you can't stop thinking about something, it's going to be tough for you to like, you're always going to wonder what if you did something. But my other thought is like, you're also about to go into this totally new scenario. You're going to see all these new kinds of people, all these, this new kind kind of thing. And you might just be thinking about this person because you're in this in-between phase where you don't have anything in this exact moment going on. So to, I kind of agree with her friends and family in the sense of like, you're going to commit to this person and it's going to limit you from like seeing anything else in the world.
1: Yeah. I, and I hate to sound like we're, we sound like we're trashing this guy. We're like kind of making him like the loser in the situation, but like he needs to be freed from you too. Like you offer a similar type of comfort zone and not growing up that he offers you.
0: Right. And I do think like, if it's truly meant to be in your, your life partners, as you said at 20, well, like, (laughs) I don't think you have to be like, you don't have to be, like you said, just said, Jared, like you don't have to villainize this guy. I think you can say like, I'm going to go to medical school. I'm going to give myself the chance to like, see everything there is to see. And, you yeah. know, like, let's say I'm there and I'm still thinking about it. And like, I am in my new scenario and my new situation. And like, I'm still really th- always thinking about this guy that I really feel like I have this, like, you can always go there.
1: Yeah. I- you can always go back there. I was thinking about this the other day somewhat related like I was thinking of like I've given up relationships for comedy right? like in in my life like I've like pursued comedy over pursuing the relationship to the next step. And it's weird because I'm like seeing you know I still see these people on social media that I dated way back when I'll wake up in the middle of the night like and go what's this person doing. You know, and you Mm -hmm. can see, you can see what that person's doing. And you have a moment of like, you do think like, oh, like what, you know, oh, man, uh, you you put your head on the, on the body of the man that they're with, like a little bit, like you, you you have a moment. You say
0: that with the weddings, like that would have been your
1: wedding. Would have been my wedding. You just you know, you think it out and you have like 20 minutes of like. Man, you know, you you think about it and I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about those things. But then I think like like I'm generally like so excited about my life right now and where I'm at and like doing comedy like I love what we got going here like we're going to do town hall like I wouldn't be here right now. Like you don't get it all, you know, (laughs) like you, you, you don't get it all. So. That is my as that's me at 36 speaking to you at 22 like you are going to med school. That's fucking amazing. Like do med school like that. That would be me. Like are you do you want to half do med school or do you want to fully do med school? Like do you do you want to have you know because you can't have it all right because if you go with this dude uh, who's 27 and stable you're going to do the state you're going to be all of a sudden you're 27 pretty much. Maybe you go through med school, but you're not doing it in the way that you would have done it on your own and with your friends and family who are obviously supporting you. They're obviously speaking up for your life and trying to put you in the right in the direction they feel would be best for you to be happiest. So I don't know. Right. That made me think of that. Like, do you ever think of that with like Betches? Like, do you think like would Betches be where it is if if you met a college like let's say you dated a guy in college, you had a college sweetheart. Would you have created Betches? You know, I definitely wouldn't have created you up. I have to say, I mean,
0: or, you know, created that with you. Like I don't, um, I think that those experiences give you, you know, (laughs) content for lack of a better word or like, you know, an inspiration or like, you know, yeah, it would be different. I don't, maybe it would have, maybe it would have been the same with betches, but I definitely think like this
1: would have been different. Well, I mean, I I think about like what you say about you up as a perfect example, but I always think like, Man, if you if you get that writing job, you don't become as desperate to create a podcast, right? Well, you well, it's know, like every it, job it, you it,
0: don't get is is sort of a blessing and it takes you somewhere else. Yeah,
1: totally. And like you know, we're sitting here at later ages than this person, telling them that it is a blessing. You know the the the, the things that don't work out. So
0: yeah, I and I mean again, you. I also think like. It could work out in the future, maybe, but I wouldn't focus on that. And like, I wouldn't make that your plan A.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't either. That That's plan Z. Right.
0: <laughs> Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your leaf fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
1: Let's play some games. Red flag deal breaker. You guys can send in yours. Uup at Bedges.com. dot I mean, I love how much, how in depth these have gotten over the years. These red flag these are deal great. breakers. Like I love yes. that they keep getting. Like I don't they're think real. they can get better, and then they get better because they're so real. Okay, ready? Hey homies. I guess that's us. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> been thinking about this email for a while. My boyfriend is a dream. He goes to therapy. He's super. He's slow to anger. <laughs> that's a weird. <laughs> Right. You know what I love about you? That was very specific. (laughs) Yeah. Sensitive, emotionally mature, loves me so much, etc. But his hobbies are so cringe. He thinks he's a rapping prodigy, wants to make music and video games that just aren't happening. And our sense of humor doesn't mesh. Okay, He has spent an obscene amount of money on audio and production equipment because he thinks his musical career is a real possibility. But he is such an amazing partner, and I have never felt more loved and and seen by anyone, and our aspirations for the future are aligned. Well, I would say your aspirations for the future are not aligned. It's
0: like, this guy is amazing. He's not in anger management anymore. (laughs) But... (laughs) Like, that's, yeah, I, that's what she's, like, saying is his, like, amazing qualities is that he's in therapy and, like, doesn't get really angry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, this is The
0: standards are a little too low for me.
1: <laughs> it's a little – and this is kind of, like, the product of, like, the joke of, like, he should go to therapy or, you know – Right. These men, bring your therapy receipts or don't go on a date with me. And it's, like, now she's considering that, like, a true quality that he goes to therapy, like – right. It's It's like he he goes to therapy,
0: but I hate him. Red flag or (laughs) deal breaker.
1: (laughs) We're totally aligned. Uh, She writes, is this a losing battle? I feel like such a dick for being embarrassed by the things he doesn't feel shame about himself. His hobbies bring him joy, and why should I care if they aren't good when it clearly doesn't bother him? Please, JJ, j is it possible to have a successful relationship and think your partner is a little delusional, or am I just an asshole? Is it a red flag or deal breaker? If your partner's taste is completely out of touch, thanks. Reluctant groupie. What do you think, Jordana? Red flag or Total
0: be- deal breaker. If you don't respect mm. – I think thinking someone's delusional to me means you don't really respect them. And yeah. if you don't have that in the beginning, you're certainly not going to – have that later. Like to me, she doesn't really like. They're not compatible. That's what she's saying.
1: Yeah, I, I. And also, here's the thing that she feels dickish about. It's it's more. It's not that he likes these things. It's that he's trying to make them a career and he's investing his money, aka their future in this right. endeavor. Like, you know, I I think it's okay to be like, hey, I I'm I I wish. I wish you the best. I don't really see it. Um but I I this kind of makes me like doubt our future together. Like I'm sure, listen. I am sure right. like listen, as as someone she who just, does but something it's, She
0: also says our aspirations for the future are aligned. But then she says the other thing. So it doesn't really make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're aspire Listen. His hobbies are so cringe. He thinks he's a rapping prodigy. Wants to make music and video games uh, that just aren't happening. And our sense of humor doesn't match. Like, I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing, but he's an amazing <laughs> partner. Like being a good partner, he'll you'll find. A, I, I think she's afraid that like there's no guy out there that will treat her right, and I understand that fear. But that's just not going to be the case. Like it's nice to take the things you like about this guy to like relate it to the next guy, but like like his hobbies are bringing. Um, I, I think it's more that he thinks this could be his career, like his hobbies will become. Listen, I'm sure someone was at my open mic night one night and was like, this guy is fucking out of his mind.
0: Well, the point is, if someone in the beginning of your stand career thought that, they probably wouldn't be a good person to date you because they Tone. didn't like buy, no. they're not buying what you're selling. This is like who Tone. you are. They wouldn't like it. So like, that's yeah. what she's saying. Like, I don't really like, she's saying I don't really like him. Yeah. I think
1: <laughs> I don't believe in his aspirations.
0: Like I mean you see, can be and I, and I sort of I understand what she's saying in that sense. Like I understand the idea of like this person's a great person. This person's like a great catch, but I don't like them.
1: Yeah. That's it. No, those are I, two
0: I, things that can occur that can occur.
1: I totally agree. And and also, but no one wants to be the person in the movie that's like, you're going nowhere, Johnny. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and then he goes and becomes like a huge Eminem rapping video game prodigy right. like I that's the chance you take but like you don't believe in it that's okay there was somebody that looked at Bezos it was like a book company you loser what are you gonna be a librarian you know like right like,
0: that's not the person for them though
1: it's just not the person for them yeah I, to me this is a deal breaker I I couldn't date someone whose professional aspirations I thought were a joke
0: right or like cringeworthy she says yeah. like i mean to me like why that do that person a favor and break up with them if like the things that they think that they want their life to be about makes you cringe that's like the number <laughs> one sign i would say we're <laughs> rapping prodigy
1: right no you ain't <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay uh let's do another one go for it okay uh i was dating a guy for around one and a half to two months and he went out of town for a week We'd already decided to be exclusive weeks before this. I don't know if relevant, but I thought you might like the extra info. The day he got back, we planned a date at a brewery. I was headed there after work and he called to say he was already there and could pick up the food he had ordered for our dinner on the way there. I happily agreed and picked up uh, and picked up the food. When I got to the brewery, he was seated at a table over from a woman who was alone and they were engaged in conversation. He stood up and gave me a one-armed hug. Typically, when we see each other, we would greet with, he would greet me with a kiss. And we <laughs> sat down. He introduced me to the woman. I was obviously nice and sociable. They didn't know each other, but had just started chatting because they were both there with their dogs. While we were eating and drinking, I very much felt like the third wheel on the date, like I was catching up on their conversation. And when I would ask him something about his trip, he would fill this woman in so she would know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's so it's funny to be, This guy, the idea of this guy being on like two dates at the same time he was yes. <laughs> so two on one it's two on one um <laughs> he was he was even offering this other woman food and gave her some some niche beers he had brought back from his trip eventually she left and they talked about mountain biking together apparently they had already exchanged information i told this guy uh the story to my best friend and we basically decided it wasn't a red flag until it became it became a red flag lol if we're being honest, I didn't feel threatened because I had felt I was much more attractive than her and he was a <laughs> seemingly very outgoing person. Fast forward several months and I found out he had gotten back on the app so I broke things off. Shocking. Um, I think he was just a very insecure man and needed the validation and attention. What do you guys think? Should I have taken that date as a deal breaker? Thanks for your insight, the other woman.
1: Yeah, that's a deal breaker. That's yeah. a total deal. Like, it, like it, To me, it sounds like you're a third wheel in someone else's love story. Right. Like, like, like how adorable like, you
0: guys met. Yeah. While, like the story for them is going to be that they met while he was on a date with another
1: woman. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> you're not the star of this movie. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Like it, it is so interesting. Like if this was written from the other woman's perspective on a wedding website, it would be considered the cutest story right. of all time. Like so he was with this other woman and they were like, you know, she was very nice, but then we were drawn to one another. We both had dogs and we hit it off, and the next day he was on the apps and I saw him. And it's like, little does this woman know, like that other woman, you know, we're hearing it from the perspective that is right, the they most exchanged
0: numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's weird. Like to me that, yeah. numbers of a stranger? Like when you're meeting me out, like how much was your head on a swivel when you got there?
0: Right totally disrespectful i think i wouldn't i would be like very turned off by that um but it, here's the thing i've like when waiting for a guy at a bar that I was supposed to meet for a date i might mm-hmm. talk to the person next to me if they were totally. a man even fine but then when the person got there i'd be like nice to meet you and then i would like stop talking to them
1: yeah it, it's over the the date yes. <laughs> you know like would like the, invite the them they to a date they. yeah the the, the meet cute is over like this is <laughs> like the fact that he kept it going, I would be like, I, to me, it's a deal breaker. Like, you're not really respecting my time. Like, I took time off to come. Picked up the food. Spend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like I, I, offering her food, the niche beer. Right. Well, yeah, she
0: said, I guess she thought it wasn't a deal breaker, but I guess he uh, didn't have a huge anger problem. So
1: that, no. was, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was a huge a catch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, as long as they slow to anger, um, let's do one more. You ready? Okay. Red flag or deal breaker? He's twenty nine and doesn't know which foods are fruits or vegetables. Like he legitimately thought an apple was a vegetable. I don't buy that. Right. That seems
0: very odd. Like, is he in kindergarten?
1: Yeah. I. <laughs> Nobody's fucking with her. I think I, I I think sometimes people like there's this like stupidity elevation that people do, like not knowing, makes them better than other people, right? And I think this guy got like caught in a situation where he was trying to sound cool and funny, and he's like, I don't know, any fruits and vegetables? Who cares? Like to me, calling a tomato a vegetable is a legitimate mistake, right? I think that's fine. Like, that's fine. When you say apple, I go, that's someone who goes, yeah, tomato, that's a veg, uh, that's a right. that's a vegetable, and then they go apple, vegetable too, and you go. Well, hold on. Two different things. Apple is too classic of a fruit. Yeah, you can't. Apple a day keeps the, you know, the, the, the doctor. Fucker, doctor, yeah. Come on. Would you rather date someone who
0: didn't know that an apple is a fruit, or someone who didn't know that who Kim Kardashian
1: was? Um, I don't want to date either of them. I, I. <laughs> the, you have I to say one of them. I guess I would rather the person that doesn't know who Kim Kardashian is but because I the other scenario is like you, basic life I, skills. Yeah, not knowing an apple's a fucking fruit like get right. out of here. Like, How is
0: that person going to raise your children?
1: Yeah, what do we you know? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. What do you what do you think? Red flag or deal breaker?
0: If they really didn't know what an an apple was a fruit, it's probably a deal breaker. But like I
1: think I agree with you. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. What did uh not to change the subject? Uh, we're about to end this. Kim on SNL. What'd you think? I didn't. I didn't watch it. Was it good? Oh, she was great. Sorry. Thought was great. <laughs> you yeah. thought she was good? Okay. Yeah, she was great. Um. Well. Good for her. I think we solved. Yeah, I was happy for. Her. Yeah. Uh, I was happy for her fans. If I'm really gonna be honest, like I thought her fans you a got fan? a real win. I, I I don't care. Um. I just have never. I've watched episodes and I've enjoyed. I I think Courtney's the worst. Um, okay. Like there's no one I would want to date less than Courtney. I think Kim's great. I think Chloe's great. I like the mom. You know, I'm into it. I'm okay with that. Love the
0: mom. I think she makes all your holiday tweets.
1: Every holiday I, I have a thing with the mom. I would say that it was a big win for the fans. Like it's a hard thing to say you're a Kardashian fan because someone can always make you feel like it's frivolous and shallow, but like, I thought her doing well in SNL, like makes the fans feel good. Like I, I, th- I kind of thought that was very sweet.
0: Okay. Well, go so, Kim. That my,
1: go That's, Kim. <laughs> this is a
0: pro Kim, uh, a pro Kim podcast. And, um, yeah. we sell dating. So Kim, if we you, did. if you need help finding your next, uh, date, yeah, come on the podcast. If you
1: special guest, we can have you on December 8th, along <laughs> with our 1200 fans that are at town hall. Get those tickets, go to betches.co slash you up live 21. And get those tickets, and uh, we'll be back on Sunday.
0: Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at YouUpPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to at betches.com. Betches